Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With the Harvey Norman Black Friday sale. Offering the best deals on sofas, dining furniture, beds, home accessories and so much more. Now the podcast world is pretty packed with true crime stories but this latest one to hit the market the making of a detective is very different as it tells the stories from the point of view of the detective who is trying to solve the crimes and it features some of the most notorious murder cases in recent Irish history. Stephen Breen is crime editor of the Irish Sun and his input including interviews with victims' families is a feature of the series. He joins us this morning. Good morning Stephen. Good morning Gillian. Stephen, uh, this is something really special. Gardaí don't often speak about their involvement in investigations and we rarely get the kind of insight that Detective Pat Murray is giving us in this. How did it come about and how was he convinced to take part in this podcast? Yeah, I think it was about Gillian looking at a different medium. You know, obviously, when through in the medium of the newspaper, I have interviewed many victims' families over the years and it was about giving them a voice to articulate their trauma, uh, their pursuit of justice, and what they had been through, just ordinary people from every part of Ireland. And But on this occasion, um, we thought it was a, a way of, you know, you know, harnessing people's thoughts and, and views and for them to articulate them, for, but for the listener as well to hear it in their own words and, and their own voices and for people, to, uh, for victims especially and their, their relatives to, to bring the listener back to, you know, what what the, the, these people had experienced and but we looked at the different avenues and tried, just trying to do something different and looking at Pat Murray's uh, book, you know, he was someone who was had uh, directly involved in, in some of the, the most notorious, notorious uh, murders that have come before us uh, over the last uh, 20 years. And, you know, we, we, we approached him and we asked him, like, would he be willing, you know, to participate in this project where he could provide an insight to listeners and to readers as well, because we mentioned it in the Irish Sun as well today, about what it was like being a detective uh, in the various cases that he was involved in, how he processed the investigation uh, over the, the course of the uh, various weeks and months and what it was like for him to meet families and indeed what it was like in his own words to meet some of the people who had been subsequently convicted of these heinous crimes. So yeah, he he participated in it but we wanted to make sure we we could go ahead uh, that we had the full support of um, the families whose loved ones had been lost and we would be talking about. So I think when we looked at the the Rachel Callaly case, where, where we have the conviction of Joe Rowdy for murdering his wife in that case, I think the testimony and the comments from Rachel's brother, Paul, are, are very powerful. And it was important to have his support too and um, his insight into what it was like for a family to, to lose their sister, you know, to the to her husband and the man who was the father of their children. Well, let's take a listen to him talking about that particular case. Here's Detective Pat Murray talking about <coughs> the investigation into the murder of Rachel Callaly. At 10 minutes past nine, we have a car passing up towards Rachel's house and Joe's house at 9.10am. And then we have the same car coming back down at 9.57. Now the car resembled that of a Fiat Maria estate car which Joe was driving at the time and we believed that to be Joe Riley's car. We were able to determine that Rachel was killed very soon after she arrived home at 9.47. She came in the back door and straight down to her bedroom and bang. That was it. 
Stephen, this was a case that, you know, everybody followed. It was huge in the media, particularly people will remember Rachel's mother and her husband, Joe, sitting on the couch on the most watched show on Irish TV, uh, The Late Late Show, and being interviewed by Pat Kenny at the time. Yeah, when you when you look at this case, you know, from the very start, especially when I had spoken to Paul over recent years, he talked about the early days uh, following his sister's murder. And he talked about Joe O'Reilly's erratic behaviour. And that included him, you know, being in the house at the time and walking the family through um, the, the various rooms in the house. And Joe O'Reilly saying that this is, this is what must have happened. You know, as if he was gloating and he was proud of, of what had happened then. But for him as well, you know, to go on national television, to go on the Late Late Show and make an appeal for information as he sat beside uh, Rachel's mother, uh, I think it showed the arrogance of the man and given insight as well into his personality. First of all, he was capable of inflicting such horrific levels of violence against uh, the mother of his children and his wife. But then here he was sitting alongside a devastated mother uh, appealing for help. And it was all part of his act. Yeah. Uh, Paul Callity would often talk about it and it was all part of his case which he saw as the perfect crime and it was part of his efforts to make sure that, that he got away with this crime but of course we, we know things transpired rather differently. Yeah, we have another clip here just showing how how many people actually suspected from the very start that he was the murderer. My view as well would be, and again, it's just my view, it's not a police theory, it's, it's just my own personal belief, is that she knew the person because why else would you kill her? If it's a, a violent robbery, why go to the extreme of murdering the person unless they can identify you? We're all plumbers and for the next month, every house we went into where there was a woman of a certain age, they all said to us, and God love me dad, he was only coming round they all said it. He did it. He did it. He did it. Yeah, that was definitely the conversation the nation was having at the time, Stephen. Oh, yeah. And he, he was just speaking to Paul Callaly last night about the podcast. Uh, and he was talking about Joe O'Reilly again and, and talking about how, you know, he, he must have had so much hatred for his wife. Obviously, we know that he was having an affair at the time. He, he, he inflicted this terrible level of violence. But Paul in his mind, would, would have known like a, a week or two afterwards that just because of O'Reilly's behaviour at that time and, and the way he was, uh, that there, there weren't too many tears. You know, the, He didn't engage much uh, with the Callaly family. He didn't talk much about Rachel. He didn't pay tribute to her. And I think they all knew you know, pretty soon that he was the person responsible for this terrible crime. Yet it wasn't that easy to prove. No, it wasn't. Uh, obviously, there, there was phone evidence in the case, which was good. So it, it proved that uh, Joe O'Reilly, the, the, the claims that he was making that he was in another location, um, didn't stack up as well. And, and just deep down, there were suspicions there. And because of the affair and because he had told lies as well uh, to the Guardi initially, uh, and they, they, they were able to disprove his movements uh, as well. So uh, in the end, the jury found him guilty. Was that the first time that telecommunications evidence, you remember the, you know, picking up where his mobile phone had pinged off pylons and things like that, was that the first time that had been used in, a, in an Irish it, murder conviction? It, it was, yes. So you're, you're, you're going back to, uh, to 17 years ago, to 2004, so like we didn't have smartphones in those days where you couldn't pinpoint, you know, from a phone, a smartphone, the location of the phone. But on this occasion, you know, because of the signal and where O'Reilly's phone, the, the signal was pinging off different masks 
that he claimed he was somewhere else, so that couldn't have been the case. So I think it was an important strand of the Garda investigation, and that's something that, that Pat Murray talks about. And it was just another uh, element of the Garda investigation that, that helped uh, convict Joe O'Reilly. What other murders are covered in the series, Stephen? Well, um, and there, initially, um, there are excuse me four uh, episodes, you know, featuring uh, the Joe O'Reilly case, but they're also focused on the, the murder of Jacqueline Quinn McDonough, and that was a young mother who, who was murdered by her husband in Dundalk in 2012. And, and we also uh, uh, talk about the, the, the murder of Detective Garvey Adrian Donahue as well in Dundalk too, and, and, and other cases where, where Pat Murray has also investigated as well. So uh, quite a, a different um, aspect and a, a different outlook for some of the different cases. Why do you think we're so obsessed with true crime podcasts, even? I, I think, I, I listen to them as well. I, I think people find um, human interest stories in, intriguing, so they do, and they're, they're gripped by, by various stories where, you know, it's stories about ordinary people who have been caught up um, in, in these horrific murders and also about the investigations which follow them and if people are brought to justice, because they are real-life stories and, and they do happen, and they're just a, a reminder to the public of, of the terrible crimes that have, have been committed in, in the past. So I think there is a real serious interest in true crime and it's something that people throughout the years have always found fascinating. And, you know, the whole, you're obviously a newspaper journalist, the whole process of kind of making a podcast or taking part in a podcast, how did you find that? Was it much different? Yeah, look, I, I, I like nothing more than um, bringing someone's uh, story uh, to the, the public and, uh, I've uh, interviewed many families over the years, family who have wanted to share their stories, and it's, it's a way, perhaps, of helping them if they're looking for justice. Like you look at the missing women, especially I've interviewed many families uh, whose loved ones are missing, and it's just about giving them a platform and you know, for them to share their stories in the hope that people do come forward as well. And it's no different here. The, the only difference is that you know, when we spoke to someone like Paul Callaly, it's in his own words, and I think that's perhaps even stronger as well. When you do get to hear Paul Callaly's uh, comments about his sister, you know, paying tribute to her, thanking the Gardaí for their efforts and his views on the fact that they finally did secure justice. So I think it's a, it's a little bit different when you do hear, you know, the powerful testimonies from people in their own words. Where can people get the podcast, Stephen? Well, it's out now, Julian, so on Apple and also on Spotify as well. So yeah. there's been a good reaction uh, to it. I, I started uh, listening uh, on Spotify myself um, and I, I, I was just wondering whether there are other platforms doing it so they can get it on the, uh, the Apple podcasts as well. And uh, you're re- you've released all four of the Rachel O'Reilly ones, is that right? And the others will be released in time? Yes, yes, the four from the Rachel O'Reilly case because it, it covers the... Uh, the the terrible murder, you know, the, the family's reaction to it, then the the guard investigation, and then the court process, and ultimately Joe O'Reilly's uh, conviction for this terrible murder. So, and that the four have been released now, and then next week there'll be uh, another one. Okay. Next, next Thursday. Well, I'm sure it'll have lots of people gripped. It's called The Making of a Detective, available on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Stephen Breen, Crime Editor with the Irish Sun. Thanks for joining us on Limerick Today. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With the Harvey Norman Black Friday sale. Offering the best deals on sofas, dining furniture, beds, home accessories and so much more.